Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. It's time for another episode of Cream of the Crud, where Carlo and I, Dan Gorman, talk about what we've been watching, news of notable releases, things we've been screening, and more. It is a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. How are you, Carlo? Pardon me? Nice. (laughs) that good eh yeah yeah pretty good drinking some milk you know yeah like a normal person <laughs> like a normal adult <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no like i got some normal. like uh heartburn we had some really spicy fucking this like pre-boxed mm-hmm. chinese noodle thing and it was okay. so goddamn spicy jesus Is it one of those like like extra spicy it's a challenge kind of things i don't even know like there are just like chinese characters on there and i can <laughs> sort of read them separately but yeah. when it's supposed to form like a word or a sentence in chinese like my japanese knowledge doesn't cover that mm. so i don't know but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it said like hella spicy on the box in chinese <laughs> and you were like whatever i'll yeah, do it michelle couldn't even finish it and she has like a high tolerance for spicy oh food. wow and yeah me too okay. i was like the first bite i took i was just like hiccup being like a <laughs> ins- like an insane person but yeah Uh-oh. other than that doing okay <laughs> nice oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we're trying to get uh a few of these out here and there and so we're back to talk about movies yep yep yeah yep. Watching and movies. uh w- one of the things that we can talk about that we have been talking about a little bit more rarely on uh, the show, but mm-hmm. sometimes we talk about news of Blu-rays. I have a couple here. Oh, yeah? Um, what you got? So the 1994 movie Death Machine is oh, yeah, going I to saw get that. Um, 2K scan of the 35mm Interpositive from KL Studio Classic. This is a nice. movie that I have seen in high school. And I have read some letterbox reviews of people and I keep meaning to revisit it. But my memory of it is that it's, it was kind of awesome, but also two hours long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's two hours long, but it's a movie that takes a while to get going yeah. uh, in my memory, but mm-hmm. it does get to some awesome stuff. And, you know, uh, it's actually one of the movies that were showing at the Screen festival. Oh which yeah. Is, which is taking place now. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. I think it's the, I want to say the final day. Hold on, okay. I can check the the schedule. Yeah. Um, we're doing this robot night on the yeah. final day. Actually, it's not part of that. It's like the second to last day, okay. uh, Friday the twenty fourth. We're showing Dead Machine. Uh, yeah, that's a movie where I was like, you. If we're doing like a whole robot thing, we have to do Dead Machine. So yeah. it's still kind of underseen. I know it's it exists on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. in germany okay but outside of germany i don't know if it ever came out on blu-ray so probably yeah. not just now then yeah it's one that i've kind of thought about for uh crud buddies or time bandits thursday night movie okay, screening yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is like a, it is like 118 minutes and so i'm like yeah okay. Ooh, i don't want to pick it two hours yeah <laughs> oh this so, two hours then oh, yeah geez. but uh i it had a cool vhs and i should feel like i should revisit it yeah, I had a uh, I had a fun time the last time I watched it, and um, you know, uh, if there are any other you know Brad Brad Dourif fans out there, mm-hmm. it's kind of a must see. He plays this uh, mad scientist uh, who the Death Machine is this like giant robot, and yeah. they're like making you know like um, these robot soldiers to use in warfare. Mm-hmm. And he's like this, the, the mad scientist who is about to get fired or he, he gets fired. And then he takes revenge by letting this robot loose in the building on all the like CEOs and everyone in the building. And yeah, 
you know, Brad Dourif, he doesn't, he rarely half asses a performance. And this one too, <laughs> he's just, you know, unchained and he's sort of channeling Tommy Wiseau before Tommy Wiseau was a thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, what else? So I did also notice that Stone Cold the Brian Bosworth film is getting also from KL studios, classic um, 2k scan of the 35 millimeter. And, and that's something that I think we've brought that one up a bunch, but yeah, it's a good be. reminder that that movie rips. Yeah. You know, yeah. you should totally see it. <laughs> what What is up with like KL studio? Like the, the label sounds like a, a label for classics, you know? Yeah. But stuff like that machine and, and stone cold, that's, that's like schlock you know more yeah trashy but good stuff definitely totally uh, i mean not classy we're, though <laughs> we're talking about like a you know kino stu- kino lorber studio classics label we're talking about somebody that could release like you know um what else is going on here like invasion of the body snatchers 1956 but then mm-hmm. they're also doing you know the experts with John Travolta hustle with Burt Reynolds, like Clint Eastwood paint your wagon. It's like <laughs> all, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely all over the place, but yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. You know, uh, I guess classics just means like older movies. For mm-hmm. them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. That's cool. Also um, surprising that Stone Cold hasn't been out on Blu-ray either. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. If you like <laughs> stupid ass action movies, that's as good as it gets. Uh, yeah, for sure. I also noticed that Full Moon are going to put out a Blu-ray of Netherworld from 1992, and this is an uncut remastered from the original camera negative version huh. of okay. Netherworld. And I just know Nether it. Netherworld for that poster of the hand busting the hand, off yeah, the it, door. It, it looks like it's a house sequel. Yeah, but I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, I've never seen it. Have you seen it? I haven't, but it mm. is one that I've always wondered about. Because of the poster, right? Because of the poster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why else? <laughs> well, I, and and like maybe because um, it is directed by is David, David Schmoller. Schmoller. Yeah, yeah okay, and I yeah, love yeah. Tourist Trap. So Tourist Trap's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll watch that. <laughs> yeah, if it's out on a, if it looks great mm-hmm. and there's stuff there that wasn't there before, because yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's you, a good movie now. What, I don't know. What, I just know like the, the, the general consensus around that movie is not too great. If you no. go on Letterboxd, even among horror fans, uh, that's it's a lot of like, it's I've, okay. Yeah. <laughs> probably why I've never seen it before, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? I keep thinking that I need to subscribe to the full moon streaming service because, Do you? <laughs> well, I was talking with my friend Bruce and, and they were like, yeah, the full moon uh, streaming service is actually one of few that they've seen that you can actually like pause. Like you mm. can go into your settings and be like, yeah, just pause this. Don't charge me. And then like a couple months later, you can go back and just be huh. like, yeah, OK, unpause for a month. You know, some of them make you like cancel and then they're like, please don't go. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's very easy to go and be like, I'm done. I'm done for now. Come back later. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that that almost sounds like too lenient for a company headed by charles band i know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah cool okay yeah Uh, that's uh that's good um it's it's wild how much they're still putting out uh, i'm not aware of moon's current output i uh i I saw that they put out like corona zombies a couple years ago but other than that i have no clue probably still churning out puppet master oh he's he's churning out like um like evil bong still or, yeah. and wow. like um i think bruce said they put out something recently called like attack of the 50 foot cam girl or something and it was just like real low budge <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah okay. so they're still just like cranking it out i think i am kind of curious because yeah i don't know I, let I me see what charles's good, band's but... most recent directorial yeah, outfit. yeah. Is he still yeah. directing stuff? That's that's what I want to know. Yeah, twenty twenty three critters, carnivores, and creatures. Is, is that part of the critters universe? Probably isn't. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Evil Bong eight 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 Infinity <laughs> High was last year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, two two Evil Bong. Oh, maybe this is like a uh, like back to back. 
This one might be a clip show. It's called Bad to the Bong 16 Years of EB. <laughs> yeah, or like a documentary, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen one of the evil bongs. I don't think you need to. <laughs> I'm assuming I don't, but I don't know. Like sometimes you see like a crazy person uh, marathoning all of them. Yeah, like, adjusting the clue. Yeah, I think Justin the clue did that for a podcast. Just like yeah. all of them. I was like, yeah. wow. Adjusting the clue was a single white female on oh. Letterboxd. I think they watched uh, all of them as well. Yeah, they would. They would definitely watch that. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Very nice. Well, that's it for Blu-rays. Let us know if there's anything on your radar. Uh, you can do so by going to credbuddies.club, getting into the Discord by clicking the Discord button. We have a channel there. We'll do some answering of your questions at the end of the show. Um, but for now, we might as well just start talking about movies that we want to talk about. Cried. You want to go first or me? Um... I don't know if you got something. Yeah, sure. doesn't matter. Well, so I did go on Movie Melt podcast to talk about the Peacock King 1988 uh, recently. Yeah, I was, I was sick, so yeah. I'm, I'm just really tired for reasons I'll explain later. <laughs> yeah. And so I took that opportunity to cross off my list, something I've always wanted to see, but have been dragging my feet on, The Seventh Curse, 1986. Mm, yeah now you've obviously seen this yeah i'm just like checking for my blu-ray behind me Uh, yeah yeah, obviously i've seen it (laughs) (laughs) um when when did you first come across this seven curse uh probably definitely during like my when i was going really hard on hong kong movies but in specific uh that director lam nai Choi. Mm -hmm. um I mean, the, the the movie that most people first see is Ricky O. I'd seen that, like, I don't know how many years ago. Uh, and then when I got more into Hong Kong cinema, I just started exploring what else this guy has. Because, like, Sorry of Ricky is such a one-of-a-kind movie. Then I see The Cat. And I, I think, like, Seven Curse might have been the third one of his movies I saw after The Cat. Um, I think. Okay. Yeah cool because i kind of thought that i had taken a weird route by going from ricky story of ricky to um let me see their movies and then i think i went to peacock king and okay and, and saga, saga the, the phoenix. phoenix and then mm-hmm. i went to the mm-hmm. cat and so i felt like seventh curse is kind of like the second most popular one of theirs so i sort of like oh, is it? was putting okay. it off for a while i feel like yeah, um, yeah, I I definitely tend to do that when I look at movies and like directors and see what's their mm-hmm. more more popular movies. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to see if there's like any hidden gems first, and then mm-hmm. make my way to the movies that I I know will be a hit. Or, yeah, yeah, you know they just have like certain expectations. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Seven Curse. I remember when I watched it, I wasn't super into it, but. I don't know. It feels like a mistake, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like it feels like a movie, like even when I see other people write about it or talk about it, I'm like, uh, of, of, of course, I love that movie. I just, I don't know, watched it in the in the, in the wrong frame of mm-hmm. mind or something. Uh, yeah. What did you think? Um, I mean, I loved it. Nice. I, so one of the things that we were talking about on the Movie Melt podcast was kind of like, I really like Saga of the Phoenix. And so we were kind of talking it's about the sequel, like, isn't it? To the sequel Pe- to Peacock. Yeah, 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 the stupid one. <laughs> the stupid one. And so I was talking a little bit of like the first time I watched Peacock King, I thought it was really great, like 3.5 stars maybe. And then I watched Saga and I was like, four stars. This is so fun and stupid. <laughs> That's okay, I'll take a few, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> and and so when I revisited Peacock King, I even liked it even more. And so I'm thinking if I revisit Saga, am I going to like bump that up to five stars? I don't know. But maybe, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the discussion was like, um, I think Matt and maybe some other people were saying like, I think Seventh Curse is even better than Peacock King. Okay. And so even though I really loved Seventh Curse, I kind of was going into it going like, I can understand that because Peacock King is like so much nonsense and Seventh Curse is really much more structured and paced like an actual movie. Like it has a kind of like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of Indiana Jones thing. And it has a sort of Mm -hmm. framing device of we're going to tell you this story and then we cut back to the establish the plot and then it kind of moves on into the adventure. And so there is a definitely a bit more of a like 
it's taking me on a journey of a plot versus like peacock king is just like you put peacock king in and it's like here's fireball explosions oh my god <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. i yeah. think uh the cat is another movie that is more like seventh curse like it exactly. takes its time to you have not seen the cat I no think. i've seen it and i love it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you did you did recently yeah. watch it yeah that's right okay okay yeah so you know you know totally uh, uh yeah I, I think like peacock king is a really good one to follow uh riccio Mm-hmm. uh up on because it's uh similarly even though like nothing comes close to riccio even from that director I know. it's just complete insanity yeah uh, but peacock peacock king in terms of like um you know that j- just like the insanity of it and uh the loose structure and, yeah. and everything and just hopping from place to place from crazy set to other crazy set and going to hell and all that shit <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it's I think that some of the discussion on that episode was was fu- fun and interesting cuz I was kind of bring up the point like you know, story of Ricky is like you know, so up there. There's like nothing you can't even just any kind of comparison of any of their movies to Riccio is just such a futile thing like, you yeah, know. <laughs> or like almost like any movie. Exactly. <laughs> there's only one Riccio. It's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, Seventh Curse, I really enjoyed it. I thought that it had a ton of fun. I really liked the sort of like Raiders vibe and mm-hmm. the um I, I think Seventh Curse has more like like fight fights. Okay. King is a lot of just like ridiculous, wild, and you know, yeah, unreal yeah, stuff. Yeah. And More Seventh Curse has a bunch of like actually super cool, like martial arts fights throughout it. Um, and yeah, and then you get like a huge fetus thing and it like fights a <laughs> uh-huh. you know, an alien. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. I'm trying to remember who else is in Seventh Curse because I lo- I know like Chow Yun Fat is the main one, but is he in it that much? He's not in it as much as the other people. No, he's kind of yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, he sh- okay. shows up uh, alongside uh, Chin Su Ho. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That guy is um, from Fist of Legend. Yeah, Mr. Vampire. Yeah, yeah, I can see him doing like more fights and stuff. Because like Chow mm-hmm. Yun Fat, I love Chow Yun Fat, like one of my favorite actors in Hong Kong mm-hmm. cinema. But he's not a fighter. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, Maggie Chung is in it. Yeah, yeah. Dick Way. Dick Way is a really mm. solid, dependable, um, like action performer uh, who shows up in so many Hong Kong movies. I feel like I've seen like thirty plus movies with him. Oh, actually, no, just 13. That, that's surprising. Wait, yeah. I filters on. Checking on Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, see, okay, I've seen 32 movies with, okay. Dick, with Dick Way <laughs> in it. And Dick Way is, like, not a main star. He's always just, like, you know, he's just really, in, like, an impressive figure and fighter. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Seventh Curse, 1986. If you're like me and you haven't seen it yet, get on it. Nice, nice. It's real good. Yeah, I should rewatch it. It's, I, mm-hmm. I've had that Blu-ray for I don't know when it came out. Uh, I think it yeah. was eighty-eight films. Okay. Uh, just kind of a blind buy, even though I wasn't feeling it that much when I watched it the first time. I was like, the fact that this is getting a fancy Blu-ray from eighty-eight films, I need to have it. So yeah. I just just ordered it and totally sitting in the sh- uh, in the shelves. And, and I feel like it's been mentioned a ton of times. I, I brought it up a bunch on that movie melt episode, but. Lam Nai Choi needs, you know, needs a box set, <laughs> needs more Blu-rays. Get, I, even if it's just Saga, the Phoenix and Peacock King double feature, you know, yeah. box set. Yeah. But I'm, I am also going to dive into like Men from the Gutter, mm-hmm. Brothers from the Walled City, Her Vengeance. And I think I, I also might watch Three Stooges Go Undercover. I yeah, want to just, I want to get all of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've so. not seen all of them. I feel like I've seen like, uh... I'm probably missing one or two. Yeah. Um, but even something like Three Stooges Undercover, it's a pretty solid action comedy. Like mm-hmm. definitely worth a watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like a like a high recommendation, but yeah. Uh oh yeah, Ghost solid. Snatchers. I gotta do Ghost Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really want that on Blu-ray, Ghost yeah. Snatchers. Um, so somebody out there, please. Yeah. Blu-rays. And, uh, erotic ghost story. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> somehow exists on a fancy Blu-ray from 88. I have that also <laughs> just because it's a Lamb Night Joy movie, but yeah. I also still have watched it. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, nice. So yeah, yeah, I was on a, a big kick after Peacock King, but... Uh, I saw, yeah. 
What are you what are you watching? <laughs> uh what am I watching? I'm uh, spending a lot of time um doing stuff for the festival right now. Yeah. So that's like the main thing. I'm not watching that many movies for the festival because that's over like the watching of movies to see yeah. what makes it into the festival or should make it into the festival. Um so one of the movies I did see at the festival and I was kind of pushing to get in the festival was Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Nice, yes. Um yeah, I went to Brussels last night. I uh, did the introduction and then I sat down in a in a packed theater. It was sold <laughs> out. Uh I had to sit like way up front, so it, it wasn't the best experience in terms of like seeing the screen, but it was still a great time. Um Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. I remember when I was going to all the Godzilla movies, by the time I got to Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, which is the second to last one of the, you know, the Showa period. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Showa period goes on until 1989. Uh, but the Showa Godzilla movies, they stop at 1975. So okay. a year after this is the second Mechagodzilla movie, Terror of Mechagodzilla. Uh, and that's that's the final one of that initial okay. period. Um, so this one, Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla, nineteen seventy four, it introduces for the first time the Mecha Godzilla character that most people know. I feel um, mm-hmm. you know it's a pretty easy, recognizable character. It's just like Godzilla in a in a metal coat with rockets and lasers and crazy shit, and he can fly. Uh, so you know. Um, but yeah, rewatching it was like a really good experience because, uh, like I said, I was kind of burnt out. Um, I think when I was watching all the Godzilla movies, I did like one or two a day. And I, I just did that for like two <laughs> weeks. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot for like samey movies. So by the end of it, I was like, um, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla felt to me like Toho was just like completely out of inspiration. Uh, that was my feeling at the time when I saw it. Uh, watching it now so like kind of isolated from the rest was actually pretty nice and i actually enjoyed it way more um nice. just like a crazy uh so what they're doing in godzilla versus mecha godzilla they're kind of resorting back to the plot lines that they use in the 60s uh the first like couple of sequels that introduce aliens that want to take over earth and they use like kaiju from other planets and stuff to fight Godzilla or they even like, you know, like mind control Godzilla to fight for them. And they kind of bring some of that stuff back, but this time the aliens have just like built a Mecha Godzilla to do Mm. all that shit. Uh, So Mecha Godzilla is an alien creation and the aliens in this basically look like humans until they die. And then they reveal their true form. Or n- not only when they die, when they get hurt as well. Like one guy uh, gets uh, shot in the face, okay. and part of the face transform. Have you ever seen this movie? Because I'm explaining it to you like you've never I seen it. I feel like <laughs> I have, but I, I, my memory is vague. Okay. So okay. I, I get. I think a lot of this era of Godzilla, yeah, um, kind of, you know. Um, mixed up mixed up i know that yeah, i've seen sure. godzilla versus megalon yeah yeah yeah. Um, Jaguar. yeah and for i sure. think i had also godzilla versus mecha godzilla on vhs okay. but i just can't remember it that much yeah, yeah yeah uh but yeah anyway as i was saying like uh the the aliens turn out to be like uh apes mm. <laughs> so one guy like i said gets shot in the face and it reveals like part of a an ape mask and and then afterwards a bunch more get shot and they all like this like crazy effect uh comes over their arms or uh, face like like really cheaply done and reveals them to be ape men from outer space and they're Mm -hmm. controlling uh mecha godzilla and it's all taking place like most of it in okinawa which is like the the southern island of japan like way 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 southern like it's not even close to japan even okay um and there's a third monster in the movie, King Caesar, um, which is a very Okinawan uh, creation. Because mm. in Okinawa, you have these like, there's this like mythological being. Uh, you can buy like statues and, and kind of just all kinds of stuff uh, as like an amulet uh, called Shisa, which are these like lion slash dog creatures. Okay. And so the, the third kaiju that they bring in 
uh, for the movie is this giant, you know, Shisa, and they call mm. him King Caesar, which is sort of like um, that pronunciation. Pronunciation is very similar in Japanese. Like Shisa becomes yeah. like in Japanese King Shisa, so King Shisa, and mm-hmm. they just made that Caesar for like the English. Okay. Uh, translation um but yeah it was it, it was great watching that movie and uh even though it, it didn't really bother me that much because they weren't that obnoxious necessarily but people were laughing at weird shit in that movie man yeah classic yeah this is cla- like i haven't experienced uh, experienced it that much but maybe i've never seen like a i don't know can you call that a b movie like definitely mm. like a schlocky sci-fi movie i yeah. suppose um with, with a sold out crowd and mm-hmm. that was yeah i don't know uh even at like really basic shit like zoom cuts people are like t- tearing up uh, a couple of rows yeah. behind me i was like is this i, I know this movie is kind of goofy in parts obviously mm-hmm. and that's fun yeah i don't mind that but the timing of the stuff they were laughing at I was like this isn't even the goofy stuff why is yeah. this funny to you totally <laughs> you know I, I feel like it, we've brought it up in the past on the show, and yeah, and, I know, and th- this idea that like, yeah, like I always get worried talking about it because I don't want to be like I'm not trying to like gatekeep. You can laugh at whatever. No, you no, laugh exactly, at, exactly. But, like I'm glad people had fun. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, but at the same time, there is an element of like it does suck sometimes to see like somebody like cracking up at just a sort of like foundational thing of the movie making yeah like a cut to a weird thing or something or just like a a, a shot of a sign or something you're they're like ah! yeah 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 and you're like i don't know man okay uh, yeah you do you but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird like really uh i don't know low bar sense of humor i don't yeah, know yeah i don't like, know to actively looking for stuff to mock mm-hmm. they weren't really mocking it like i uh, i never heard anyone you know like saying stuff they're just like laughing at mm-hmm. you know uh, the main scientist in godzilla versus mecha godzilla discovers this uh, material called space titanium and just that mm-hmm. name space titanium sure. was enough to have people like laughing i'm like okay yeah that's kind of silly i suppose yeah. but yeah is it funny i don't know <laughs> i mean more power to you if that makes you laugh uh, yeah absolutely i, I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i want do you think there's any element of like I don't know, like, I don't know how to say it. Like, like maybe because we've seen so many movies, we're used to having to look deeper for the things that are silly than the surface level things. And when somebody else hasn't, they're just kind of like, oh, look at that weird zoom. I don't see those kinds of zooms anymore. And so immediately that's like foreign and weird and hilarious or whatever. So, yeah, I'm like convinced that 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 is what it is. Just people not used to watching a lot of old movies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Or like specifically old science fiction movies from Japan, (laughs) you know, so immune to it by now that that stuff doesn't phase me. Totally. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I so, know. Yeah, it's... Nothing against anyone that goes to a movie and laughs at all that stuff. I'm not trying to. We're not trying to judge. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked that for one, it was sold out. That is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like one of the movies that I pushed for to get in the robot module of the festival, mm-hmm. and the other one that was almost like not necessarily entirely my decision. But on mm-hmm. the first, not the first night, the second night, we showed the the 80s version of Metropolis. Uh, oh, nice. Which is uh, like a re-edit of Metropolis to make it like a hell of a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. And it was done by Giorgio Moroder. And he has a couple of songs in it. And the rest of the soundtrack is all like 80s stuff, you know, like Adam Ant, Pat Benatar, yeah. Bonnie Tyler uh, kind, of, kind of stuff. And I was like, just the fact that you have this print and apparently you had a rarely been shown uh, because i don't know you, you want to show I, I get it you want to show the original version of metropolis the best version the one that the purists go for but i was like okay i'm gonna check out this version of metropolis and i'll report back and i watch it and i was like this is cool and kind of an oddity and people are rarely ever gonna have the chance to see this and, and most people probably don't even know that it exists yeah so it's like you should do this um and I ended up being the only one on the team who actually watched that movie. Okay. So they kind of like took my word for it to do that version. 
Yeah. And it was also sold out. So that's awesome. That is very awesome. I'm I'm really glad that people came to that. Um, I don't know why in specific, <laughs> uh, yeah. obviously, but just like stoked that the response was good, I guess. And um, yeah, also like one of the things I had in my mind pushing for that movie, I was like, you know, not a lot of people are going to seek out silent cinema or like just old yes. ass grandpa movies like I am more <laughs> inclined to do these days. Um but that might be like a gateway to discover yeah. old shit that is cool, like visually. Like you go to this version of Metropolis, which has, which almost feels like a video clip, like an '80s video clip version of yeah. Metropolis. But then you're watching it and you're enjoying it, thanks to the music easing you in. But then you see the visuals and all that stuff. And you're like, man, it's crazy that they were able to create these visuals like a hundred years ago. Yeah. So it might make people more curious. So yeah, I thought that was really like a good opportunity for that kind of thing i mean um, makes me want to watch that it's cool it's really <laughs> cool and it's only 80 minutes like the original version of metropolis is two hours plus so yeah you know <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit long <laughs> totally yeah nice yeah well, godzilla versus mecha godzilla yeah uh Check it you, out. Should, you should watch godzilla movies man <laughs> mm-hmm. totally hmm <laughs> What about you? What else you got? So I have been on a kick, like I mentioned, of of other sort of stuff that's similar to peacocking and all the things that we were talking about. But I've noticed <laughs> I do want to kind of do a classic obscure recommendation. Okay. Um so Give I me. can't remember how I came across this film, mm. but um I watched this movie from 1990 called Paper Mask. Um, mm-hmm. it stars Paul McGann, who is the guy from with nail and I, one of the two lead roles, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, was also in like alien, I think has been in some doctor who stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, not as, um, f- for me, they were a person from with nail and I, I don't know a lot of the like doctor who sci-fi stuff, but I think to some people they're very iconic from, from doctor who, but. Yeah, it does this, look like he's done a lot of Doctor Who. And I yeah. Don't know, I don't know the first thing about Doctor Who. <laughs> totally, me either. <laughs> so th- this is like, it's a British drama. It's a it's a, maybe almost a black comedy to some degree. Okay. Um, but I, but I, I can't remember how I figured, found this out. I think maybe I saw it on Tubi and just like watch listed mm. it. Okay. Because um, that's, that's where I watched it on Tubi. Um, but yeah, he, he plays this guy who is a hospital orderly and this guy he knows who is like studying to become a doctor gets in a car crash and dies. And so he's at this guy's house, like cleaning up all of his, you know, papers and things and finds these papers that basically say like, Oh, this friend of mine who just died was interviewing now to like have a doctor position. And because this Paul McGann character is a hospital orderly, he kind of knows a little bit about the hospital, but he also, takes this as an opportunity to like this guy was this guy was interviewing in another sort of city for a doctor i'm just gonna kind of go in his place and they don't know that they might not know that he's dead i'm just gonna show up it sounds a little bit like the i i don't know why i'm thinking about the movie uh, the critical condition richard pryor it's okay. also like about like have you ever seen that one i have yeah it's also about him like pretending to be a doctor and yeah and he's the, got like a saw on the cover yeah, yeah, exactly. It's and a big a movie, uh, helicopter but... comes in at the end or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and so he just kind of goes and shows up, and they're like asking him questions about like, oh, what about this doctor at your hospital? And they and they just kind of have to like. So it's kind of like a con man movie. Yeah, he's totally a con man and kind okay. of a sociopath, and that he doesn't feel bad about the fact that this guy's dead and he's taking over his life. Um, but it's also a bit, like I said, of a almost like a black comedy, like cringe comedy, because like there's a <laughs> okay, lot of scenes. There's yeah, there's a lot of scenes that hinge upon like these people know more than him, and mm-hmm. he has to sort of make up things as he's going along to kind of make them think that he knows more. So yeah. they'll be asking him about like, oh yeah, you studied at this school, like oh I always remember like the walls of that school were this certain thing, and he's like got to be like yeah I know what you mean about the walls or <laughs> like walls <laughs> man crazy yeah <laughs> and and so yeah it just he he's thrown into these situations like you would think a doctor might have to be with like people that are injured or in the ER and he has to kind of be like I think I need to inject you with this or whatever and it's like yeah yeah. yeah. 
it it quickly goes from like kind of a dark comedy to like pretty fucked up um <laughs> and i think it kind of makes some some sort of interesting not super spoken out loud points about like the hospital system and maybe they're throwing doctors you know into positions that they don't know what they're doing and it's a bit of a like trial by fire and what are the cost of that and uh-huh um like it's a little like there's enough depth there it's a little obvious there's this there's this song called the great pretender that they play like five times in the movie and you're like okay i get it he's <laughs> pretending to be a doctor <laughs> like uh-huh, uh-huh. um <laughs> very but it, it was really really watchable and it's okay. kind of weird like it's got um it's from the night it's from 1990 it's 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 got like 280 views on letterbox mm-hmm. it's just like it didn't blow me away but emma and i both watched it and we were kind of like that was pretty good like okay, not nice. bad like a good a good sort of uh drama bit kind of funny kind of dramatic yeah i i enjoyed it cool yeah um, just looking at the director christopher morahan um mm-hmm. seeing what else he's done uh this movie called clockwise with john cleese have you ever yeah, seen that i've never seen that but it's on my watch i or actually it's not on my watch list but i have the vhs and i've always been interested in oh it. do you okay yeah Interesting. yeah that's a movie i feel like played a lot on tv here so it's a movie i grew up watching because i don't know like my dad was always like big into comedy mm-hmm. we would watch monty python together and then john cleese is an obvious uh, link there yeah um, isn't there like a crazy car chase or yeah maybe. something in that Honestly, it's been like probably more than okay. 20 years ago. It has to be even more like 25 years ago, I want to mm-hmm. say, than that, that I've seen Clockwise. But I do remember okay. having seen it like several times. Um, and yeah, definitely yeah. a movie I enjoyed as a child. So I don't know, it might be <laughs> worth checking out, like especially if you have to VHS. So yeah. Yeah, so if you're if you're in the mood for like it, it almost felt a little bit like um I like when you watch like a really good TV movie and it was just okay, like that yeah, was yeah. like that was a good yarn, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Cool. So okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Paper Mask 1990. Nice. What's next for you? <sighs> What's next for me? Let's see what I've been watching. I don't know. I've just been like more on a kick of old movies lately and mm-hmm. watching Tokusatsu. I'm like just on opposite ends of the spectrum the entire time. <laughs> just old ass shit or I don't know, Japanese science fiction mm-hmm. superhero bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, I only have two modes. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, I did see that you logged Faceless. Yeah, I was thinking, like, should I talk about Faceless? Have you ever seen Faceless? I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen... Oh, uh, wait, maybe... Have I seen any... Uh, oh, I've seen Bloody Moon, I was going to say. Jess I don't Franco? know if I've seen any Jess Franco, but mm-hmm. I've seen Bloody Moon. That's it. Okay. Faceless was actually my first Jess Franco movie. Okay. Uh, and it, it was also, like, in the context of the festival that I saw it, because the oh, guest yeah? of honor, uh, like, one of the guests of honor of the festivals was uh, Brigitte Lahaye. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, she started faceless, out doing like yeah. pornography and did like B movies, horror movies. Mm-hmm. She was in Faceless, a couple of Jean Rollet movies, mm-hmm. um, and Faceless uh, is her just just Franco, like her most known just Franco movie. Might be the only one she did. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, yeah, Christopher Mitchum is in it as well. Carolyn okay. Monroe, Tali Savalas, who like is just in an office uh, in every scene. So you know he shot that shit uh, on location somewhere. Mm-hmm um uh but yeah uh they showed faceless i'd never seen faceless and for a movie from 1980 a horror movie from 1988 and i had never seen it i was like (laughs) i have to fix that yeah (laughs) you know i've seen most of them so totally (laughs) gotta see faceless um but yeah people kept telling me like faceless is a very un-jess franco jess franco movie i was gonna say that because isn't it a little bit more like of a not mainstream, but isn't it a little bit more of a kind of like, there's a lot of stars in it. There's, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, cause when I think of them, I think of like pretty grimy exploitation. I feel like, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bloody That's... moon was pretty grimy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So like I can compare, I'm not the expert in just Franco, but yeah, That's me either. <laughs> That's definitely the sense I was getting. Like people were saying, yeah, I was trying to like hop on the trend and make okay. like a more Americanized slasher horror okay. movie, whatever. Uh, and that's what you do with faceless. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would recommend faceless necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some really ridiculous moments in it. Okay. Um, I would say definitely like if you're a horror fan, you should probably have watched faceless once, At like some a sport point, yeah. watching once. Um, 
but I kind of kept waiting for the movie to go somewhere. Okay. <laughs> it kind of just kept going in circles. It's about this, um, um, this surgeon, I believe, whose best friend, or I don't know. I don't know, like, what relationship everyone has with each other in this movie. I'm not sure. Like, yeah. you've got, like, the main surgeon guy. You've got Bridget, Bridget LaHaye, who is his... I don't like I said I don't know what she is to him or whatever mm-hmm. but she so, sort of serves the purpose uh of a nurse in his like clinic and then there's another woman whose face got permanently scarred and what they're doing is kidnapping other women to harvest the skin to give her a new face but it keeps okay. failing and over and over and yeah. um, and, and at one point they get like this uh ex-nazi surgeon to do the the operation um guy who kind of reminded me of that creepy old guy from poltergeist you probably know what i'm talking about yeah 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 um yeah it's kind of a you know like very 80s slightly erotic sleazy horror movie Mm. with some goopy gross effects in there for sure okay Uh, it's it's definitely a movie that has its moments um but in terms of yeah like i said going somewhere having a purpose i was like yeah you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over and it was starting to grind <laughs> a little bit on me okay um yeah but yeah um, it was fun. <laughs> one of my mutuals brendan ross on letterbox said great when faces are getting surgically removed confusing when pretty much anything else is happening <laughs> yeah yeah exactly there's this like prolonged scene of uh christopher mitchum uh fighting this actually like interrogating this like uh i think he's like a hairdresser or something and at one point his like bodybuilder friend or friend with benefit i don't know uh, shows (laughs) up and they have like a prolonged fight scene and it's it's very very ridiculous like at one point christopher mitchum kicks him in the balls and he does like a whoop, 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 you know like a zoidberg <laughs> kind of sound i was like what the hell this is that's weird funny. and the guy's name is doo-doo uh, yeah okay you know, yeah stuff like that and, and, <laughs> i mean just the fact that christopher mitchum is in this movie was like yeah i i, I enjoy seeing christopher mitchum in movies but mm-hmm. not because he has charisma or is a good actor yeah he's just i don't know like when i was like first forming my b-movie taste i would watch a lot of like uh indonesian action movies mm-hmm. and he's in a couple of those so i i kind of have a fondness for christopher mitchum yeah. but then i start watching like more and more old movies and i see like robert mitchum who has like crazy charisma and is a pretty good actor and i'm like how did this guy come from you you know like <laughs> this is like a milkman situation it has That's to be funny yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, faceless. Uh, it was cool to see it, and like, I, I, I don't think it was sold out, but there were a lot of people. Okay. Uh, also, there was like a Q and A with uh, uh, with uh, Brigitte Lahaye and everything. Uh, nice. Like, a, it was that's a pro- cool. Yeah, it was a proper event and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Like, or nice. also just like the fact that someone like Br- Br- Brigitte Lahaye is like the guest of honor. It's uh, yeah, it's it's cool seeing her like. Uh, be in the spotlight getting like um this like whole tribute totally yeah pretty cool nice um well do you want to get to our calls from the public we can do a quick recap on our cred recommendation corner we talked about the seventh curse 1986 godzilla versus mecha godzilla 1974 we had a bit of a discussion about giorgio marauders metropolis 1984 Paper Mask, 1990, and Faceless, 1988. Yep. All right. Let's get to some questions. Like I mentioned, go to crudbuddies.club. Click on Discord. There is a channel to ask us questions. I will also tweet out question requests every once in a while. Seems to be less successful, but uh, <laughs> I mean, people in our Discord are pretty reliable with questions always. So that's totally. Nice. Speaking yeah. of reliable questions, Vieras <clears throat> Tallow um, brings up that Scream. The new Scream is out, and a lot of franchises have these, you know, killer heads to the big city movies, mm-hmm. and wants to know about films that have bounced back from 
those types of films uh you know what what's a direct sequel that has outdone you know the the sort of excursion and they kind of brought up the fact that jason goes to hell after he went to vancouver aka manhattan yeah yeah but does he <laughs> are we ever in hell in that movie <laughs> i don't think we are <laughs> are we i mean <laughs> it's does mostly the camera st- ever go there you know in like flames or something it's mostly a movie about a worm a body swapping worm yeah yeah so you know uh and, and then like define bounce back does he mean yeah, like is it quality bigger, or like bigger scope or better yeah. movie or what are we talking about here you know well i think multiple Multiple ones have gone to space. So yeah. there was the example of Leprechaun the goes to Vegas, then goes to space. Um, Critters went to like an apartment building, then they went to space. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of like, oh, what's one that even, bounced back good? Yeah, I don't know. Even Godzilla went to space. And yeah. I, I want to say the fourth one, but I don't think it's the fourth one. I mm. think it's like where you've got the original, then you've got the shitty sequel. Then you've yeah. got Mothra versus Godzilla, and then you've got King uh, King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. I think the fifth one is like Invasion of Astro Monster, and that's okay. the one where Godzilla ends up in a different planet and he's like yeah. jumping and dancing and bullshit. So there must be a bunch of examples of Godzilla um, going to a weird place after the city because they're always going to the city. I mean, they're always yeah, stepping starts, on cities. It starts in the city. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he's too big to hide out in a in, in, in a smaller place, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of Godzilla movies in the Showa era where he goes to a tropical island. Or I should say maybe stays at a tropical island because mm-hmm. that's like supposed to be Godzilla's home monster island. And you've yeah. got Godzilla versus uh, Ebira, um, where, where he fights like a giant prawn. Um, yeah. And then Son of Godzilla. And mm-hmm. those are two that like entirely take place on a tropical island. Um, and then I suppose in those Godzilla doesn't go anywhere. It's yeah. just like at his home, there happen to be human mm-hmm. characters who end up on the island. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Which doesn't guess, mean they have, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I guess mind. Leprechaun is like the ultimate example. Cause they went to the city like a bunch of times. They went to the hood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They go to the hood after, they go to space. Yeah. So it's like city, space, city. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then reboot, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to think of like, yeah, Freddy was always kind of in towns, never really ended up in the city city. No, I you don't know. think so. I'm trying to think, but it's almost yeah. kind of, yeah, the Freddy movies are usually the same kind of setting. It's like yeah. suburbia, you know? Did Witchboard ever go to the city? <laughs> <laughs> Did we not talk about Witchboard, the, the third one for Hoser Horror? Maybe. I feel like yeah, that we one... did. You're right. That was kind of a like was in, city. A, in an apartment building ish yeah, situation. Yeah. yeah. But then when I think of the first two, I'm not sure in terms of location, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a <laughs> Witchboard. Yeah, let's totally. talk about Witchboard. <laughs> um, also from. Our question pile, Rudaldale said for some cruddy Easter recommendations or just films about egg or Jesus. Egg or um, Jesus. <laughs> I I don't know if I brought this up the last time the question arose, but in, when it, when somebody says egg movie, I think of Contamination 1980 by Luigi Cosi. Hell yeah! That that's uh, that's Hell a movie yeah. that a lot of people don't like because yeah, there's a lot I, of slow parts to it, but it's got I guess. some amazing stuff. It, yeah it really does i really like that movie it's actually so like much Contamination. Fun. i see people like always talking shit about that one i'm like i don't get it but okay uh, yeah just uh, like i yeah. just wanted to bring up so i loaded it on letterboxd um so i follow you and i follow the um podcaster uh, matt lynch who's a very popular yeah. letterboxd user yeah. yeah so your review for this film is green eggs go ham yeah right <laughs> yeah 42 likes yeah, their review is green eggs and ham. Forty-one likes, so there's a battle going on here. <laughs> I mean, I'm the clear winner by one by one vote. By one vote, <laughs> and I like that you said go ham instead of and ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. The way that movie opens with like the eggs exploding, and yeah. s- in someone's face, and then the goblin soundtrack hits. <laughs> it's man, that's a way to start a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that's a that's a really good movie i i had a lot of fun watching that 
yeah that's probably like my favorite luigi Cotti movie uh yeah yeah for sure and that movie i believe starts in the city and then they go to like south america there you go so Eggs you know go that's to the an city. Ex- that's an escalation it's not a franchise <laughs> uh even though it probably has like an alternate title which makes it a sequel to something or there is another movie that yeah. is probably alternately titled contamination to you know mm-hmm. italian horror movies yeah Oh yeah, Jesus movies. Uh, I saw like Rudolph all mention his favorite Jesus movies. What what did he yeah, mention? Yeah, like, uh, Robocop and... and Cyborg. Cyborg. Okay, yeah. And I told him I was gonna say on the podcast, "What's my favorite Jesus movie?" <laughs> my favorite yeah. Jesus movie is Johnny Mnemonic. Nice. That's you know a good why? one. You know why? Why? Because Dolph Lundgren is in it as this sort of Jesus character. And he's got this giant hammer that he swings around. And I, at one point in the movie, he says, like, Jesus time. And he hits someone with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, self-proclaimed Jesus, but it counts. Yeah. And that's some funny shit. Jesus time. I I agree. It's like Mario time, but then yeah. with Jesus and someone getting hit in the face with a hammer, which is also very <laughs> Mario, actually, when you think about it. So yeah. Mario is Jesus? I think so. <laughs> Thanks. Mario went on a big journey. Like, <laughs> yeah, he dies oh. a lot and comes back. <laughs> he wears a, a throne of like thorns. Uh, yeah, yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> Gives him powers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I for searched... our sins. I searched on Letterboxd to try and find like a list of like movies where the person in it is is like a Jesus like character. I couldn't find any good lists for it, but I did find a list by specific Eat, Eat Movies from two years ago called Films Where Someone Dies and Lays Their Arm Out Like Jesus. And there's two entries, Grand Torino with Clint Eastwood and the Omega Man. Okay. And that's a pretty good list. The description of the list is, I'm sure it happens a lot more in movies. Feel free to post suggestions, but nobody no. has. Since when? Everybody how old, go. <laughs> how old is this list? Two years. Oh, Jesus. Come on, people. Step it up. Come on. Everybody go to letterbox.com slash eat movies and <laughs> go to the recent lists. There's only one list. This is the only list they've made. Oh, beautiful. And do that, a bunch of recommendations. Let's that, get this list filled out. Come on. That, that's some dropping the mic shit. Like yeah. that's your account and you only have one list and that is the mm-hmm. list. <laughs> yeah. You know what, what movie I also just like, it's, some, it's not a movie I've ever seen, but you know, all those like shitty Pixar ripoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got like, what's five, up? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Balloon to the rescue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R- rather toying. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the movies is a Finding Nemo ripoff, and it's called oh, Finding yeah. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, so oh that's my, my favorite Jesus movie that okay. I've never seen. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Um, in the chat, oh boy asks, "What is a Japanese property you would like to see get the Shin treatment?" Yeah, that's that's my kind of question. <laughs> now. I know of like Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman, but I don't know why those movies are the way they are. Is there like a certain reason why they're doing like new versions of these things and calling them that? Like, what's the context? The only connective tissue that I'm aware of myself is that it's the same team making those movies. So Hideaki Anno, who made uh, most famously Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion, okay is making those like he directed shin godzilla yeah and he produced shin ultraman and then he's he's directing uh it's supposed to be out this year shin kamen rider okay and that's the only connective tissue that i've seen shin godzilla and shin ultraman it doesn't seem to be any any other connective tissue that i know of uh other than when when Kind of an interesting thing in Shin Ultraman is that the logo of the movie, when it pops up, it's it's first you see the logo of uh, like the title of Shin Godzilla, and then it transforms into Shin Ultraman. Okay. Which kind of leads you to believe like, are these taking place in the same universe? Are we going to get like a crossover at one yeah. point? Uh, but okay. This, no one knows at this point, but yeah. Does... 
does shin just mean like new, new. or like okay yeah, that's, that's it i think i didn't know that i didn't know that so it's just kind of like we're making new versions of yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's all just like new godzilla new ultraman yeah. new okay. Kamen Rider. yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense okay yeah so is there gonna be a uh shin mothra <laughs> no that would be actually pretty cool yeah mm -hmm. uh i don't know what what else is planned i i'm not sure anything is planned uh yeah post shin Kamen Rider. Coming that'd be out. cool but there's a lot you could do, like not just in the in the kaiju mm -hmm. universe. Like G Gamera is at another uh, company and everything, so yeah. I don't know how easy it is to do Shin Shin Gamera. Mm -hmm. uh, but even Common Rider, that property is n like at an entirely different place than mm -hmm. uh, Shin Ultraman. Like Ultraman is uh, Tsuburaya, Godzilla is Toho. But Toa and Tsuburaya, they, they've worked uh, together a, a bunch mm -hmm. in the past. So that's not that strange. But then you've got Shin Kamen Rider. Kamen Rider is a Toei. And yeah. Toei is just, um, for example, Ultraman at Tsuburaya and Kamen Rider at Toei. At one point in history, there has, has been a, like a special or something, Ultraman okay. versus Kamen Rider. But yeah. other than that, there's like, hardly any crossover those companies are just like working separately like every mm -hmm. year there's a new ultraman show every year there's a common rider show so i'm kind of curious like how that worked out with rights and lumping those movies together yeah. as this like shin trilogy okay um, um yeah i don't know it's uh that kind of leads me to believe that there's more up for grabs like you could do a shin go ranger which yeah. is the, uh, the very first Super Sentai season from 1975, even. Like, yeah. I would I would love to see that, what that is like. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say, when Shin Blue Swat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for some deep cuts, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, And, and when uh, Shin x-bomber aka starfleet oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i was also trying to think outside the box with this shit you've got so many like one and done tv shows yeah especially in the 70s uh there's this one i watched a while ago uh inazuman it's almost like basically like common rider is about mutants you know mm -hmm. these people who are like genetically altered and the main character is sort of a mix of a grasshopper and a man Okay. Who has like superpowers. Man hopper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Inazuman is sort of the same concept, but not necessarily people who are at least the main character who's not like been genetically altered. It's more like an X-Man thing. Like mm -hmm. some people are just mutants. Yeah. And he's a mix of a butterfly with a with a human. And okay. it's it's like common rider, but way wackier and crazier. And he has this like long yellow scarf that he can use to like uh pull down buildings and uh all that kind of stupid shit and yeah it's it's, it's shittier but in a fun way like i'm just like thinking uh if you do shin something pick something mm -hmm. crazy like i was thinking about the fact like one of the first movies that um piqued my interest in terms of tokusatsu I mentioned this on the podcast, like, I don't know, like a year or maybe two ago, uh, called okay. Karate Robo Saborger mm. uh, by uh, Noboru Iguchi. And that's sort of like a a remake uh, You could uh, of, of a 70s show. It's definitely like a remake of a 70s show. You could almost, almost call that like Shin Zaborger. Um, but I think the Shin part is specifically that team who are making those movies now, the Godzilla Ultraman Kamen Riders. Like, if you mm -hmm. don't have that, it's just like, I don't know, like someone else rebooting an old Tokusatsu show. Yeah. So I'm not sure that counts, but yeah. Totally. You, you, you see it sometimes. And I think it's like interesting when people take these properties that no one knows exists or like mm -hmm. really niche, like the Zaborger one is what, like one of the most low budget um, 70s shows from this production company that were known to do like, just cheap shit <laughs> yeah um so yeah it's 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 cool to see people dig up obscure bullshit you know totally I know you you like that kind of stuff as well yeah absolutely <laughs> so <laughs> you got my number yeah yeah um and finally jay merlick in the chat says what is a mainstream movie you've seen and thought it was destined for cultdom or longevity but now is completely forgotten about 
their example uh, was just that 28 Days Later was such a huge game changer for zombie movies. And even though mm. um, in the chat we kind of had some people throwing out ideas, like even though a lot of like movie people remember it as a big sort of deal, it does yeah. kind of feel like maybe in terms of its mainstream like impact, a lot of people you might they might be like, oh yeah, I remember that movie, but like uh -huh. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah. my so my head for some reason is is finding these examples of it's not necessarily that I thought they were destined for cultdom or longevity, but that they were like such huge movies that sort of like didn't make an impact. So like an example mm -hmm. would mm -hmm. be like those Pirates of the Caribbean movies were so popular, so huge, and they made those sequels that were like so, so, so expensive. Yeah. And yeah. and they all, I think, were big and people really loved them. But like other than people that are going to Disney and dressing up like Johnny Depp, like I feel like nobody <laughs> people would be like, oh, yeah, what was, I don't know, Dead World's End, Dead Man's Chest. What were those other movies like? They're just like yeah, gone, I feel like. It feels very fleeting in terms of those movies. And, yeah. and, and, and another like more recent example is fucking Avatar. Mm -hmm. Like I remember the first one, the first one came out. It was a huge deal. Everyone went out and see, saw it. Mm -hmm. I did even. And then I actually don't remember when it came out like 15 years ago. And then for 15 years, no one other than like hardcore avatar yeah. uh, furries or whatever, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> if you're listening to this, let us know. <laughs> um, no one would still talk about that movie mm -hmm. ever until the sequel started like being hyped yeah. and brought up and everyone's suddenly talking about avatar again like why is yeah. avatar avatar suddenly a thing again just yeah and it was one of those things where people were like oh that's gonna bomb nobody cares about that anymore and yeah it was, yeah. A, it was another <laughs> <not> long <laughs> long running example of don't bet against uh james cameron, james cameron. Mm -hmm. yeah because yeah, sure. it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. but i think like yeah. more in the spirit of the question i was thinking about dread like, yes, that's a movie that I feel like should have been like huge mm -hmm. cult wise, but mm -hmm. it's still kind of slept on. Yep, and and the people that did see it um, loved it, and yeah, you know, it's amazing. And yeah, it and I revisited that recently because I saw it like twice at theaters because I was like, this movie rips, and yeah. it's still so sick. <laughs> yeah for but sure yeah. yeah i've seen like two or three times and every totally. time i was like this is such a blast uh yeah should have yeah it's it's I, I i'm not sure if it like bombed but it didn't do the kind of numbers that they wanted or yeah it wasn't were yeah. enough to like warrant uh like sequels or anything and it's a shame because that movie mm -hmm. like I, I think it will just stand the test of time and will be remembered as a cult movie that just yeah yeah i and honestly was... think you could say the same thing about uh dark man because yeah yeah when dark man came out it was really well received i don't think it was like a bomb or anything um but but yeah critically it got like a like great reviews and that's mm -hmm. like a real good example of you can point at that and be like the you know example of how to do a comic book movie right yeah, yeah, yeah. was there all along everybody saw it and looked at it and was like this rules yeah <laughs> and then yeah. like yeah, it just took forever for people to to like and now it's just like the most watered down thing <laughs> but like yeah the... <laughs> i think the the timing of something like dark man and also the fact that there was like no name mm -hmm. recognition to it uh, you know, in terms of not in terms of the actors, but you know, like yeah. Dark Man, like who the fuck or what the fuck is a, is a Dark Man? You know, yeah, um, yeah, that's a shame. Like all we got were the, those two back-to-back uh, -back direct -to video sequels. Yeah, which, exactly. which are not bad. <laughs> I need to watch those. Yeah, they're not bad. Uh, I was surprised by yeah how decent they were actually, but. You know, like yeah. not not near the level of the first one because it's not Sam Raimi, yeah. obviously. Um, and and then of course a, a perfect example of this is we had there was this movie that was just so set up to be this like culturally important and hugely groundbreaking, bring everyone together kind of movie mm. called Feds. And it just never took off. <laughs> Podcast over pod. <laughs> I don't think anyone uh, other than you can make that case. But yeah. 
it I love the commitment. It should have changed the game, but nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> you care enough for the, for the entire for world. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, one day I will watch that. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be like, eh, eh stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Dan likes it. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well. That's our podcast. You can find us at backdashrow.com. You can go to uh, crowdbuddies.club, as I mentioned, and find our Discord where we talk about movies and lots of other things. You can go to letterbox.com and find me at YCKMD underscore and Carlo at Psychopike. Psychopike. You can also find Carlo at twitter.com slash Carlo Go Carlo. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's as it. always, that's the show. Um, let us know what you thought comment go to the chat room see us in there and yeah see you later crocodile bye bye <laughs>